to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. I'm your host, Nate. And I am Brian. We have a great topic for you today. We are going to be breaking down the issue of the transfer of enthusiasm. And make sure if you haven't done so already, make sure you catch part two where we will be interviewing Jamie Mellinger, an electrician with Mr. Sparky Electric. He'll be bringing a lot of practical examples and stories about how this plays out for him in the field. Uh, but for us right now, we want to break down this subject uh, between the two of us. So, Brian, let's start with our quote. Communication is a skill that you can learn. It's like riding a bicycle or typing. If you're willing to work at it, you can rapidly improve the quality of every part of your life. Brian Tracy. Yeah, and that's really where the even the subject of this podcast, the transfer of enthusiasm, comes from. It's Brian Tracy's definition of selling, and that's why we wanted to break it down for you. There is, unfortunately, a lot of negative connotation around selling and what that means. Uh, and a lot of it really is just communication. And I, I fully agree with that quote there, that the ability to learn to communicate is something that can be easily, maybe not easily, but can be absolutely gained over time. I mean, just look at the obvious thing. We all started off with no way of communicating, and we all can for the most part, string together a sentence full of words. Good point. As I look at my my three-year-old versus my 12-year-old, there's a lot of uh, difference in their communication ability. But I saw my 12-year-old from three to 12 and uh, just watched him grow and develop his communication ability. I know that uh, there's even still differences between Ethan, my 12-year-old, and Juliana, my 15-year-old, um, and slowly but surely they get better at it. Now imagine if we take that focus and turn it into our communication ability when it comes to selling or to um, really as, as Mike Sheff always says in, in the um, tri-brand Facebook page, Team Believe, it's improving our clients' lives, and that is what we do here. Nice shout out for Mike there. Appreciate what you do, Mike. Uh, let's talk about this subject, Brian. So the transfer of enthusiasm, I mean, where, where exactly does that come from? What, what does that mean? So if you, if you watch a commercial, um, they're, they're meant to hype you up. So let's talk, let's talk, um, let's talk the Mandalorian, uh, before you ever watch an episode of the Mandalorian and you're a fan, correct? Oh yeah. This is the way. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, but yeah. Before you ever watched an episode, you saw a trailer, right? Absolutely. So you watch that movie trailer or show trailer, um, whatever the theme of the movie is, whether it's action or drama or comedy, they're going to get you with that particular emotion in that trailer to let you know that that's what you're going to have when you watch this. So if it's a comedy, they want to make you laugh in the trailer. 
So you want to go see the movie, and then when you see the movie, you'll expect to have that same feeling. Um, that's a transfer of enthusiasm. They do that visually and audio, audibly uh, on your TV screen. We have to do that personally, uh, in person, in the home. So I have to fill my cup of enthusiasm for whatever product it is that I'm talking about, and that might be a tankless water heater. So I need to research tankless water heaters. I need to uh, get excited about them if I believe this is a product that really can improve or enhance the quality of life for our clients, then I need to learn everything there is to know about it and get myself excited about it. And when I get to your house to to uh, present the tankless to you, I need to be pretty enthusiastic about it because the more energetic I am about that product, that will then wear off onto you and you'll become enthusiastic about it. And that's how the enthusiasm transfers. So my movie trailer about tankless water heaters should be whatever it is I'm hoping you'll get from that tankless water heater. So the movie trailer would be excitement, uh, new, does things that your tank-style water heater currently does not, um, and then I'll transfer that to you. And then you'll expect that when you get a tankless water heater, you'll get all those things yourself. Yeah, and if any of our listeners are kind of coming under this uh, fear, like, oh, my, you know, what do I have to do? Jumping jacks in front of the person, you know, have a couple of those party poppers and, you know, like some <laughs> some dance moves or what to get to get across my enthusiasm. That's not the case at all. Hey, if it works, go for it. <laughs> and then hopefully you come to my house and do that. That'd be exciting. But no, it's um, – so the difference is – you can have one technician that talks about a tankless water heater and says, um, you know, you would be asking questions, obviously. You'd say, okay, I see you have uh, the two of you and you have three kids. Do you guys ever run out of hot water? Okay, well, tankless water heaters never run out of hot water. An enthusiastic way to say that would be, um, I I have four kids. And let me tell you, I know your pain. You're you're running out of hot water after two showers. I know you are with a 50-gallon water heater. Can you imagine never running out of hot water again? I mean, as long as this thing's up and running, you can turn every faucet in the house on hot and go eat breakfast at your favorite restaurant and come home, and it's still running out 120 degrees. How does that sound? Sign me up. That's enthusiasm. So there's two ways to say that. One was enthusiastically and one was just saying it. And that's the communi- communication piece that needs trained, is how do, I, how do I turn my humdrum doll movie trailer into a Star Wars movie trailer? Yeah, and I think, again, I mean, it's, it's also a belief in the absolute idea of what you're conveying. And the belief in the idea, I think, naturally lends itself to your presentation it's, itself, right? I mean, you can take the most... Um, monotone man guy out there and say, all right, I want you to sell this piece of paper, right? And okay, here's a piece of paper, but maybe he's a hobbyist and maybe he's like a fisherman, right? And you say, all right, um, just tell me about uh, the difference between a fly rod and a throw rod. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this monotone man has, he's got vocal inflection, he's got energy, He's not selling you anything in his mind, but he is in his voice. He's just super excited about it. Absolutely. And, and that's really what the transfer of enthusiasm is all about. Because number one, you, you got to believe in what you're talking about. It has to be real. It has to be something that 
you think is relevant to the situation. And then number two, it will make its way into how you actually communicate that piece uh, of uh, the recommendation or the option. Absolutely. And that therein lies the difference between the unprofessional and professional salesperson, um, provided they both have training, is one is super excited about you know, the windows that they sell for Anderson windows or what have you for a living. And they love all, all of the, uh, the way the windows are insulated and the way that they're made and the warranty and the way that they're, they know for a fact that the company stands behind their warranty and doesn't give the client a hard time about any warranty issues versus one that's n- doesn't really care about windows, not really into the product. Um, if you see him selling windows, all he's doing is bashing his competitors' windows instead of telling you how great his companies are. Um, and that's two, that's two complete, completely different styles of selling uh, where one is, is going to be Brian Tracy's definition of selling, a transfer of enthusiasm. Yeah, I mean, the opposite there is the transfer of fear, right? Or fear-mongering, where you're just trying to put um, just negative thoughts about either your competition or about what the customer currently has in their mind, and then hopefully that plays its way out. That's the definition of unprofessional sales. And that's certainly not what we are talking about. But kind of refocusing on this idea of the transfer of enthusiasm, to be real practical, if you're in the field right now and you honestly don't feel like you have anything to be excited about, any product or any service or any of that stuff, it it might be time to check whether you're in the right field or not. But if you can find a way to locate one product or one service or one opportunity that you find to be real and relevant for any or all of the customers that you see, start there and use the enthusiasm that you naturally have for that and convey it into communication. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way to do it. Um, I would say another thing you can do is get around somebody who is enthusiastic about their product, especially if you're in the field. Um, I'm I'm sure there's somebody at your company that is a high performing salesperson or ridiculously enthusiastic about the product. If not, and you're fortunate enough to be in the Tri-Brands one hour, Ben Franklin and Mr. Sparky, there is a Facebook group that we just mentioned earlier called Team Believe. And I believe it was Mike who who started it. so he's on on there all the time, posting pictures with him and his clients. He gets them to take selfies with him, which is fantastic. Uh, sometimes even telling their stories. Uh, he's posting pictures of the electronic air filters he's putting in for them and the um, ultraviolet lights he's putting in their systems to, to cut down on the bacterial growth. Um, but his passion for these products and his passion for serving his clients is very unique. I mean, it is, it is, the, the dude is overflowing with, uh, with joy for getting to do what he does. And if you don't have anybody in your life or locally that you can see that's really passionate about your products, get on that, get on that Facebook page and just watch him do his thing. I mean, really, even, even as many people are on there, I don't think he, he still gets enough credit for what he does and how he interacts with people and, uh, is a champion for the brand and the products. So I know we probably have some listeners that are thinking to themselves, yeah, you guys are always talking about products and selling them and and stuff like that. I I just want to take care of the client. All right. You too are a salesperson and you too can transfer your own enthusiasm. 
Let's say that you are all about taking care of the client. You just want to make sure that their unit is running. You want to make sure that it doesn't break down. You want to make sure that they don't have any leaks or any sparks or fire uh, hazards or any of those types of things. And it, you feel like it is your purpose in life to be a servant to make sure that those things occur or don't occur as it would be. You are and you can be an example of transferring that enthusiasm. And that in itself is sales. If you are all about taking care of the customer, whether it involves a product or not, you're still transferring and selling the company. You are still talking about how we'll take care of you after this service or how I've, the fix that I've made today will stand the test of time long into the future. That in itself is, is your enthusiasm and you can transfer that to the customer. All you have to do then is take that same type of mentality and shift it over into the product world. And there you have another opportunity to bring things that will be relevant to the customer and transfer more enthusiasm. Yeah, it helps to be a, just an energetic, enthusiastic person uh, in general, which the Jamie Mellinger, the Mr. Sparky um, salesperson that we're going to interview here shortly, he is naturally an energetic, enthusiastic person. And that's put him at the top of the leaderboard year after year um, in Mr. Sparky panel sales. But it, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, we know plenty of guys here who are not um, highly energetic, enthusiastic people who are somewhat socially awkward, who keep to themselves, who are pretty shy. But when they, through through the training they've received and, and done for themselves, when they get in front of the client and start talking about these products, then the light turns on. They get energetic and enthusiastic. And they don't feign a fake sense of excitement because there's nothing easier to read through than that. But their knowledge of the product and what it has done for previous clients of theirs or previous clients of other technicians here until they got their own client list, um, they know what is done. They know that the person they're speaking to now can have that same experience and it lights them up. Because we, we can all read the reviews. We're like, oh, he, he put the water softener in and my hair has never felt better. Now, pick one for your industry. And I know I know they exist um, because we're tri-branded here. And use it. And if you, don't, if you don't know of any, then get a hold of your manager or get a hold of another division and ask for some reviews on that certain product and somebody will give it to you. Get on the uh, Team Believe website and post the question, does anybody have any reviews from their client on, you know, whole, whole home surge protector or, you know, carbon chlorine water filtration or whatever it is you're trying to sell more of? Um, and somebody will, within an hour, somebody's going to post reviews where their clients just adored the system that they put in for them. And that type of uh, feedback only encourages existing enthusiasm or, or builds it where there is none. To your point, Brian, I mean, we can all kind of get excited um, vicariously through other people by seeing, oh, this is what this did for you. But even more powerful is when we have that personal experience ourselves, right? I mean, the day that you install the water softener in your own home and you're like, wow, this, this is great. This feels amazing, man. You now have some serious enthusiasm. Yep. Absolutely. Or, or your wife, more importantly. Absolutely. And those types of first person stories 
are even more powerful than third person stories when it comes to transferring that enthusiasm. And so the more of those that you can get, the better. Um, take it to the restaurant industry. You know, anytime you go into a restaurant and, and uh, the waiter or the waitress comes up and you're having some conversation, and you say, ah, you know, what would you recommend? Anytime they say, well, you know, the, the fish tacos are pretty good or a, a lot of people like the, uh, you know, the steak. Okay, that means something. But if they come up and they say, oh, my gracious, you have got to try our fish tacos. They are amazing. I just like I, I have some every week. Right. That is a level of enthusiasm that means a whole lot more and takes your communication to another level. Yeah, and I haven't had lunch yet, so <laughs> I, just, I just started something. Yeah, that takes it to another level from a personal experience standpoint. But I, but I'm always, um, I'm always, I wouldn't say I'm hesitant. I lean much harder towards third party stories of of clients where you've done it for them, and then you can actually have a picture in your phone of the Google review or the Yelp review where they just they couldn't say enough good things about that thing that you did for them. Um, if you can show that to people and, and you should, that, that lends such credibility to what you're saying. You can't even imagine. Yeah. That's the idea of group validation. So, you know, the neighbor got it, uh, the person down the street got it and the person across town got it and they all loved it. Uh, a lot of people will kind of see that as, as a group mentality and be like, oh, okay, well, if it worked for them and it worked for them and it worked for them, then, yeah, that, that seems pretty cool. And so there is a lot of power to those third-party stories as well, especially if you as the technician can show um, pictures or, or that type of evidence of those reviews. Yeah, I remember when I first got into selling, I mean, I was already a plumber and moved to Las Vegas and went to a company that, was, that had a sales focus. <clears throat> and even in the interview, he, he started telling me, that their sales focused and, and, you know, my skin started to crawl a little bit. I mean, and where I was from in Detroit, nobody thought highly of salespeople. And I immediately imagined a, you know, the guy in penny loafers and, and, uh, faking enthusiasm and telling, you know, laughing it too hard at all your jokes that weren't that funny. And, <clears throat> but I looked across the table at the guy I was talking to, uh, who later became my mentor and I'm like, he was so successful at this, you know, he, they made him a manager of the division and then a manager of the whole company. And then he became part owner. And I'm like, um, he's not that guy at all. I mean, he's selling me right now and I don't, I don't feel like I'm being sold. And as he went more and more through it and told me what, what they do and what, what he deemed to be professional selling, it made a lot of sense to me. And then as I started doing it, and seeing myself doing it and get better at it, I got so excited, man. I, I just fell in love with it. And I hate that we have to use the word sales or selling because it has such a negative connotation. But, I mean, there's there's really no no other word that clearly describes what you're talking about. But I'm, I'm madly in love with the process. I'm madly in love with like, getting better at it, even though I don't technically do it anymore outside of, well, I mean, we were just in the conference room 45 minutes ago and hired a, hired a, plumber. Um, that's about all the selling I do anymore. But the, that process and learning it is, it excites me so much. And now I love to teach it. I love to uh, make other people see the benefits of it and how, you know, what it can do for them personally, but also for, for the company and for their family and for the community. Um, 
it's it's uh I can't imagine having gone into another profession where I'm as fil- fulfilled as I am in professional integrity driven selling. Not so good, Ryan. I mean, let's talk about that negative connotation. So with the term sales, I mean, that that drives a specific image in everybody's head. Uh, it could be, you know, the used car salesman. It could be the the timeshare guy. It could be, uh, you know, just anybody at uh, Costco who's handing out samples, right? Those, those are all either hard sales or soft sales or somewhere in between. And so when we say sales, that's why the definition is there, the transfer of enthusiasm. We're not talking about ramming anything down anybody's throat or lying our way through a presentation or uh, presenting and forcing stuff upon a client that they have um, no needs or wouldn't benefit them in any ways. That's, that's absolutely not the case. And unfortunately, that image sticks with people in so many ways because there's unfortunately been a lot of life examples and experience gained over time of those stereotypes. And so we want to combat that in a way by saying not only is there the possibility to do it the right way, but it often ends up being way better for everybody, yourself and the client included. Absolutely. You're, you're, I mean, 99% of the time when something's being sold at, and in, you know, one of the one hours, Ben Franklin's or Mr. Sparky, it is, it is improving the quality of the life of the person buying it. And the better we get at doing it, the more we get to do it, the higher the reviews get, the more, you know, we get to be out in our own neighborhoods and see people that we did work for and get greeted as a friend, um, and the more their family members and their friends use us, and it's it's a uh, beneficial cycle to everybody involved as long as it's being done professionally. The job is being done professionally. The warranty is being stood behind. Um, you're always going to run into the scenario where you anybody who sells at a high level is going to run into a scenario where a you know a brother-in-law gets involved later and says, you know, this isn't necessary, or she could have had this done for you know half the price. Um, and, you know, a lot of times you, you'll end up giving a refund on a job like that. And there's just, a, there's no win there because everybody can't be convinced, but that doesn't mean you did something wrong. That just simply means that th- there was no agreement reached there. And that's, that's always going to happen. And I see that, <clears throat> I think I'm in my seventh year of uh, managing and I see that put off young techs, uh, more than probably anything else is you, you're going great. You have you know months and months of, of good numbers and, and good revenue and great customer interactions and great reviews. And then one of those things comes along and derails you. And I see the young guys um, without mentorship, they would they would be so put off they might actually leave the profession by something like that happening. And you just have to know that that's not the norm. That's just something that happens from time to time. All right, so let's get real practical here, Brian. Um, I'm I'm in the field right now. I'm not quite sure how I feel about sales. Where do I start? I mean, I'd I'd probably start with. I mean, the most the the easiest thing we could get to right now is just crack open your phone or iPad or what have you and get on Team Believe, and see what it means on that website or I'm sorry on that Facebook page to sell. 
you can see what everybody's doing in there and what they're celebrating and, and uh, all the kudos they're getting. Get get the, neg- the negative um, part out and just see what it means to do it well in a positive manner, which is what we do here, which is what they do there. And get around guys who are doing it at a high level and ask them to do a ride-along. Sit in somebody's passenger seat and watch them do it. Um, we get a lot of guys in, in our conference room interview who say, well, we'll, we'll say uh, Matt Bowen, a, a plumber we recently hired, he interviewed with us, said he was going to sign on, but he had one more interview, went to that company. That company told him we're nothing but snake oil salesmen over here. And he came back and said he was going over there because he wants to be a plumber, not a salesman. Those were his actual words, and I've heard him a hundred times. So I asked him to do a ride-along with one of our top-producing plumbers, Brennan, and he went and did a ride-along with him and saw him make himself a lot of money and sell a lot of products and make a lot of clients a lot happier than they were before he got there. And he came back and sat in the conference room with me and said that was nothing like what he thought it was, and he's ready to sign on. And he's, I think he's his second month in a truck now. Um, so the, the most beneficial thing you can do is go see somebody do it in a professional manner. If you don't have anybody that does it in a professional manner, talk to your manager about coming here and doing a ride along with one of our guys. Not to come work here, obviously, but uh, we have, before COVID at least, we had guys come in from other divisions probably every other month to ride with technicians of ours in all three divisions. Um, and we're, we're all, we always welcome that. For a guy to come uh, sit in a passenger seat with one of our people and see how they do it, other managers come and sit with us. Uh, we're, we're always welcoming to that. Um, but that's your first step is, is go see somebody do it well. I'm sorry, first step is get on that Team Believe Facebook page and see how everybody talks about it and then find, find somebody who's doing it well and do a ride along with them. All right, Brian. So really good advice for kind of the unsure um, listeners out there. What about guys who they have the ability, they've done it for a while, and man, are they just kind of feeling burned out right now? I mean, you know, the anti-enthusiasm, like they're trying, they were enthused at one point, and they're trying to be now, and they're just feeling like stuff's getting stale, and it's just getting harder and harder to stay engaged. What, what advice do you have for them? That's a two-part issue. Um, if you're having a problem with engagement, you need to fill your cup of of enthusiasm back up. And the best way I ever found to do that was to go through reviews that I had. So through my mentor's um, uh, recommendation. In Vegas, it's it's a tip-heavy area. So even if you just went in and did a water heater flush, somebody would try to throw you a $10 bill for a tip for coming. And I love cash as much as the next guy. But my mentor said, if you really want to do something for yourself when they offer you that cash, say, I appreciate the offer, but if you really want to tip me, and, and then you'd hand them a, a stamped envelope addressed to the company, say, just write something up on a piece of paper about what you thought of my service today, stick it in there, drop it in the mailbox, and send it to my boss. And I did a lot of that. <clears throat> so they would make a copy, 
sometimes they'd hang them on the wall or whatever. I don't know, maybe they'd go in a drawer, or probably the trash can eventually. But they would always make a copy and give it to me, so I would I would have a folder full of those. And I would pop those out sometimes when, I, when I'd go on a long streak of, of not getting anything done or, or uh, you know, do something wrong and, and anger too many clients or, you know, what have you. I'd pop those out and just read some reviews where people loved what I did, and that helped a lot. And the nice thing about that, Brian, is that in today's technology, that's all digitized at this point, and, and we have ways of happen, making that happen automatically for the client so that they actually get a digital survey and they can fill it out and they can actually review on you know, multiple sites and things like that, and you can obviously pull up your own reviews or just uh, Google our company names and you can find your name listed on there. You know, Brian, oh, so Brian B now. did a good job and all that stuff. <clears throat> so it's, it's easier to do that now than ever. Yeah, and you, and you absolutely should. You should, I mean, you know how to get to your reviews if you don't talk to your manager. You should absolutely open a bunch of your reviews, screenshot them, open the photo app, press on the pick, and then press the little heart uh, button at the bottom of the pick so you keep that in your favorite reel. And then you open your favorite photo reel and, it's, and they're right there, boom, and show a client. This is, this is what Sally that lived a few blocks down thought of this product and the service. Um, those should be ready, readily available at all times to you because it lends a lot to your credibility. But the other uh, side of the burned out coin that you see a lot of is a tech doesn't have a presentation. So you walk in and, and you just say whatever comes to mind. And sometimes it works and, and most of the time it doesn't. And that can make you burn out really fast. But if you have a, I don't want to say canned, but like a bullet point presentation where you're, you're not going to say the same exact words every time because it should vary depending on who you're speaking with but you're going to hit these five bullet points about uh, a micro power guard you're, you're going to say these six things no matter what in this presentation about a um, whole house filtration system or what have you and slowly but surely you make it get pretty close to your you're saying the same uh, things on every presentation. Obviously, the warm-up's always different, but when you start talking about product, it can be canned to the point that you can spit it out kind of without having to think too much, and that would keep you from being burned out. All you need to do is make sure that the enthusiasm part is full, overflowing by you reading reading reviews and by you uh, researching the product constantly. Um, when I would start get getting stagnant in what I liked to sell the most, which was water treatment, I would find an article. <clears throat> you could look up like water departments or the CDC or the EPA and find articles on the effects of chlorine and tap water. Now, it's, a, it's, it's the most cost-effective system that we have, so that's what's used in most municipalities is chlorine to kill the bacteria. But... It's also detrimental to us as human beings. Chlorine's not good for us. So I would just look up what they said, and they would say things like the, the uh, TTHMs or the, the uh, dead organisms killed by the chlorine or left in the water can be carcinogenic at certain levels. Um, and I would have those things ready to go uh, in my own head. So I would read that stuff, and I would go... I didn't usually talk about that on, on a presentation because it's, it's pretty heavily fear-based. And even though you can pull out a CDC article that says exactly that, 
that's just, that's not how I like to sell. Really, I I, I uh, leaned more heavily toward here are the benefits. Like here's what it does well for you. Like because that's the way I'd be excited about it. So I I went more for the enthusiasm. But I would always read those articles and just think to myself, hey, people really need this. People are going to benefit from this. Um, you see what most plumbers know what chlorine does to to um, especially the uh, gray poly piping, um, uh, Quest piping, just breaks it down and destroys it. I mean, there were multiple lawsuits over it. But yet still, you see tons of houses that still have that Quest piping and chlorine in the water, and you're going back time and time again to fix leaks. This is one of those things that you need to know about, and the only way you're going to know about that is by researching and researching and researching. And the more you're researching the product you want to sell, the more enthusiasm you have for it and the less you feel a sense of burnout when you talk about it. Yeah, if for more on that, <clears throat> we actually did a podcast uh, a few episodes ago about looking for opportunities. And that's really what Brian is talking about there in selling off the opportunities and what somebody would desire or things that they don't even know about. Uh, could benefit or improve their life, and then turning that into a conversation and using your own enthusiasm to say, oh, man, yeah, you didn't know about that? Yeah, this could really happen. Um, so good good insight there, Brian. I think we have addressed those of you who may be feeling a little burned out and those of you who are feeling a little unsure. And for those of you who are out there crushing it right now, we just want to give you a thumbs up uh, over the airwaves and, and say keep on keeping on. Uh, you're doing great at that, and that enthusiasm uh, shows, and, and we love what you're doing, so keep it up. Uh, that pretty much wraps it up for our, this podcast. Make sure that you turn into part two of the podcast where we have special guest Jamie Melliner speaking about the practical um, ways that he transfers enthusiasm for his customers. Uh, for now, we want to remind you that this podcast is out there and <clears throat> a part of what we're doing to encourage you and to challenge you. And also, if you don't have this type of resource in your life, hey, we are doing this on a regular basis. Come on over, check us out. We're always hiring. We're always looking for good people uh, who want to learn more, who want to be challenged, and who want to uh, really find a way to <clears throat> make what they do matter and matter even more. And so we are hiring. You can find us at uh, wastenoday.com. You can listen to this podcast, subscribe, send it to your buddies, let them know. Uh, give us a call, set up a, an interview or, or just stop on by and, you know, we'll talk to you. Uh, we'd love to meet you. As for uh, this podcast and those of you who are listening to it, it is an encouragement to you. We want you to remember that you don't have to settle. We want you to remember that you can find something more than just satisfactory or status quo. And we want to challenge you to wake up every single morning and waste no day. This podcast is the production of the South Central Pennsylvania branch of One Hour Heating and Air Conditioning, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, and Mr. Sparky Electric.